If you're enjoying Mixtapes with Mike, there are three ways that you can support me right now. First off, if you can, follow me on Instagram. My account is at Mixtapes with Mike Podcast, and that's where I announce all of my episodes and I make daily posts about the artists and songs that feature in that week's mixtape. The link in my bio connects to either of my Apple Music or Spotify accounts, so you can listen to the back catalogue of previous mixtapes. And I also run monthly giveaways where one of my followers can win a brand new record. Secondly, if you're holding an iPhone, it would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to leave me a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me reach new people and grow the audience. And lastly, if you're listening on any other platform, somewhere there will be a share button. And it would be a massive help if you would click that button and send this podcast to any one of your friends who you think would enjoy it. And now, without further delay, here's this week's episode. You get, I like, I like a talking penis at a gig or a massive eyeball surfing. <laughs> around, you know what I mean? Maybe that's it. Again, it's visual. I like big toys in, 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 at a gig environment, yeah. Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, a career born out of creativity will rarely follow a straight line, and nothing could be truer of this week's guest. He started off as a cartoonist before moving on into character design for computer games. He was a sculptor for a while, but now is known as a painter specialising in scenes of nostalgia inspired by his own childhood. That's what I know him for, and he is one of my favourite artists. This week's guest is Craig Davison. So how are you doing? I'm not too bad. How about you? Good? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm loving the fact that it's Friday, put it that way. It's yeah. Been a, it's been a long week. So where in the world are you based, Craig? At the minute, I'm in, well, it's, it's right on the border of Shropshire and um, Worcestershire, so yeah. Oh, so you're not actually that far away from me, because I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm in the Midlands. I'm in the Midlands, I'm just outside Birmingham. Oh, right, so which is roughly whereabouts? Well, I, I live in Tamworth, so. Oh, right, so oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, not too far at all, yeah. Yeah, now, obviously, I, I, I get a lot of people that I know or know in passing, uh, I, I hoodwink them in to come in on the Mixtapes podcast. Um, but ever since lockdown happened and I relaunched the show, I've tried my hand at just approaching various people on social media and I've been really surprised by how many people are willing to, to come on and talk about music. You took a little bit of convincing, but I'm really I'm really yeah, glad yeah. that you, you've come on. Um, so you, you, you probably won't thank me for saying it, but you are actually one of my favourite artists. Yeah, I won't know. You're right. I won't thank you for saying that. Yeah, I found it weird, but anyway, yeah. I bet on. you do. I bet you do. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's it's weird when someone says, "Oh, I love your stuff," but yeah. um, I happened upon your artwork in a tiny little gallery in one of these sort of cute retail villages. That's kind of it looks like it used to be a farm. Uh, yeah. a place called Swinfin Hall. They had a bunch of your stuff in there and I was just so taken aback by it, by the nostalgia 
that is kind of at the core of, of, so, of so, a lot of the stuff that you do because um, yeah. I know you do other types but for the benefit of people listening who, who haven't seen your stuff already would you can you explain what it is that yeah, you do fairly straightforward and I, I must say I, I haven't sort of invented the idea I'm, I'm sure well I know it's been done before as in what it is I'll paint a kid and say he's got an anorak on his head with the other and um, behind him is the shadow of Batman, and it's it's as it's as simple as that sort of thing. So it's like a kid dressing up or whatever, and then their alter ego behind him, whether it's a movie star or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's essentially what I do. Yeah, yeah, and so relatable because they're it, it's 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 pop culture icons and heroes. So like, there's there are people inspired by david bowie there are there's star wars material out there there's superhero material out there um quite poignant and relevant stuff uh in in light of the the year that we've had where uh there's a little girl dressed up as a nurse and then you've got a proper yeah. nhs nest a nurse behind her yeah um but read it like I, i've i've shared your stuff with countless people and they've all been kind of bowled over by it yeah um and just recently it's been, I don't know how many times you've found this, but cer- certain bits bits of your work almost come to the fore when the subject matter passes away. Yeah, yes. So we've... But recently it was Dave Price, yeah, exactly. So I've, I've done loads of Star Wars one, but I, I did one of um, a little boy, in, again, in a nanorack with a stick using an inhaler and, you yeah. know, and behind him was Darth Vader sort of thing. You know, he's reenacting sort of Darth Vader. So, yeah, yeah, that's... That got a lot of hits, yeah, as it were, yeah. And and before that, Sean Connery as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another so it's, classic one, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it, is it is it odd when your work kind of almost comes back around because of something like that, or is it quite gratifying that it's? No, if, if anything, because I, I mean, I pick these iconic things anyway. Things some sometimes it's my childhood, but um, I mean to explain. But the first one I ever did when I was a kid, um, sort of in junior school, we always used to play cowboys and Indians, and I always wanted to be a Native American. I was obsessed with it essentially, and so that's where my very first painting come from. It was a, a little kid, you know, with a feather in his hair, sat on his bike, and behind him was a shadow of a. Native American on a horse, you know. So, and that's where it came from. And from there, other people have said, "Oh, I used to do this. I used to do that." And and so it's kind of grown from my actual childhood memories into lots of people's now. And and so in that respect, coming back to the question, I suppose um, the fact that you know these these people who recently passed away and it comes back, it. it it kind of doesn't surprise me because there were icons anyway. Do you know what I mean? And it's bound to attract attention. You know. Yeah. Does okay. that make sense? I'm not no, sure. No, no, ab- it, yeah. it absolutely makes sense. Um, so, completely off to- topic for a second. Um, how spun out on a scale of one to ten were you when I messaged you to congratulate you on the birth of your grandchild? That was freaky, man. Yeah, yeah. So, hang on. How does he know? Because obviously, I never, I never post anything personal. You know, on on how did you know? Is is what I want to know. I want the details now, man. Okay, yeah. so there's there's a mate of mine who is a massive Star Wars fan. Yeah, and I mentioned you in passing to him a couple of years back now, and I so I so I started sending him stuff, and he was just like, and he looked at me, oh no way, I've got, 
I'm, I'm sure my mate knows him. And basically, your son-in-law used yeah. to work for my friend uh, in retail. Um, you know, uh, at the shoe shop. Yes. Uh, now it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. like, so I I sent the Darth Vader inhaler pick to my friend because he's a massive yeah. Star Wars nut. Um, and he came back literally within ten minutes, going, "Oh, he became a grandfather today, that guy." And I was just yeah. like, "Oh, this could be fun. This, this is either going to be really fun or it's going to backfire, and he won't want to come on." <laughs> it's fun, yeah. But we have we've got another sort of person in common. Uh, in a, a a girl called Holly Rackham, formerly Holly Eldridge, oh, yeah. who yeah. works at a gallery that have uh, looked after a lot of your stuff in the past. Yeah, all oh, right, yeah. So her fella Tom is one of my best mates, sort of in comedy. Yeah, um, and I, I I believe you might have done a caricature for them for their wedding day. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was insanely jealous when I saw that because I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> but um. So, when you're when you're drawing and and painting, is music always part of the process? Is it always on? It's, yeah, or? it's constant. Yeah, yeah. In fact, sometimes sometimes I turn it off just for a change. But the quiet, I can't cope with it. Do you know what I mean? It's too quiet. I need music all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it has to be something nice and rowdy. When once to explain, like once I've sketched something. And I sort of then I sort of underpaint it, which means I sort of block it all out, so I know roughly what what's happening. Once I've got back past that stage, it's kind of you know where you're going. You've, you've got the path, as it were, and so I put loud music on because you kind of need to switch off and just relax. And I find that that sort of music helps. Whereas at the earlier stages, when I've got to concentrate a bit more, I listen to a lot more sort of laid back music, for want of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's on constantly, yeah. Oh, yeah, like I, I can't listen to anything too raucous if I'm trying to do work. I'm not doing the kind of creative stuff that you're yeah. doing, like I'm my day job. You're thinking, though, that's the thing. You, you've got to think, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Whereas with me, look, that, that's the exact reason I do it. It helps me switch off, so I just relax and get into it, yeah. Right, okay. So tell me who your first track's by. That is The Dead Kennedys. Right, it's not, it's not the first time they've come up, and it definitely yeah. won't be the last. Um, a comedian mate of mine, Rich Wilson, brought up one of their tracks, and so did a guy called Grim, who owns a skate shop in yeah. South Wales. Um, so why have you go, why, why have you picked him? Picked them, sorry. Well, yeah, well, Dead Kennedys, I mean, I was, I was a punk back in the days, you know what I mean, when I was a teenager. Well, yeah, I suppose I sort of... When punk first came out, I was I was only about 10, 11, but you kind of got all the sort of feedback, as it were, from the papers, all this ridiculous stuff. And but but it always appealed to me this kind of like supposed, you know what I mean, youth sort of destroying and everything. You know, hang on, I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this. Actually, I, sh- I should have thought this through and and, and thought about what I was going to talk about. But but yeah, it, it was it had an appeal, as in. The older generation didn't like it, so there was that kind of draw towards it, thinking, oh, hang on, what, what's so upsetting about this? And so as, as I got older, I got more and more into it, and by the time I was sort of maybe 15, 16, that was when the sort of new wave of punk bands were coming out in the UK, like Vice Squad, Discharge, bands like that. And then I found the Dead Kennedys, and that was just 
blew me away entirely. You know, and as, as much as I like the British fans, the Kennedys, they had this kind of like, um, almost like a, I don't know, surf kind of guitar sound to them, which was really different. I, I just love them, but fell in love with them then, and I've never stopped really. Still like a lot of Jello's sort of work as well. Gwent- Guantanamo Bay, um, School of Medicine, whatever, and, and Lard, he, he's done with, and I love an album that he did with Mojo Nixon. Don't know if okay. you've heard of it. Yeah, this um, Prayer Home Invasions. That's another one of my favourites of his, yeah. But yeah, I just love them, yeah. yeah. And the, the actual track, basically, was like just putting a pin in, in there because it, it could have been anything. I didn't want it to be sort of California Uber Rallies or Kill the Poor, all these more obvious Kennedy's tracks. Yeah. And so I, I just picked that one, you know, just at, just at random, essentially, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you, so this track is? It's um, Goons of Hazard. I just remember when I was when I was a punk in Sheffield, and um, on my jacket I had, you know, painted all sorts of bands. But at the time as well, there was, um, I think, a Canadian band called DOA. Right. And Circle Jerks, another American band, and I had those painted on. And I got grief off these punks in Sheffield for having American bands on my jacket. Really? Yeah, yeah, give me some grief. And there they were with dead Kennedys on theirs. I I just didn't get it, you know. So, yeah. That kind of turned me off in the end, you know what I mean? That was the beginning of the end of me being totally into punk and nothing else. But, yeah, yeah, it sort of made me realise that it was very... A lot of the people in it were very narrow-minded, for want of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, there's the... You can get into camps of being it, it's it's this or it's nothing mentality. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But when when you think about, like, the... the core ethos of, like, a movement like that, it's about doing anything that's different. Yeah, it's, exactly, you know, that's the whole point, yeah. It, it shouldn't be so binary. Yeah. But, but I, I think that was back in the day as well. It was very, very sort of... Um, music you got into certain genres and you had to stay in it it was it was a very different sort of era because because music wasn't as accessible as it is now you know you had to go and physically buy things and certainly for me i didn't have a lot of money so you had you had to know exactly what you wanted you know whereas nowadays you can you can download bits and bobs of everything it's, it's great but back then everybody tended to be in certain groups for want of a better word yeah yeah, I mean, uh, something I've said before in the you would get taped past you by friends. Yeah. Um, but if you were going to commit the little bit of money that you had to purchasing an album, you kind of needed to know that it was what you wanted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, dang. But um, it, Soup is Good Food is the one that Rich picked. Ah, right, yeah. 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 All right, so moving on from the Dead Kennedys, who's your next track by? I think it's Handsome Family. I'll just double check. Yeah, Handsome Family. Yeah, yeah. Handsome Family is a band that I, I wasn't aware of until you sent me your, your playlist. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just love Handsome Family. You know, I, I could. I mean, they've got that many albums out. I can just literally listen to all their albums in a day. And I just love them because they're. I suppose the alt country. I suppose you, you 
probably class them as, or that's mm-hmm. the best way to describe them, somebody who's not heard them. But it's kind of like um, country, but the songs are a lot darker and a lot weirder, really strange imagery. And it, I, I don't know much about them. Like a lot of these bands I'll talk about, I know bugger all about them, essentially. But um, Handsome Family, as much as I do know, it's a husband and wife, Brett and Rennie Sparks, I think they're called. And as far as I know, she writes the lyrics and he writes the songs, uh, the actual music and sings. Yeah. But yeah, they've got some really weird sort of, lots of ghosts, murder, you know, and, and they're all little stories as well. That I think that's what I like about a lot of songs and a lot of the ones that get played today. It's all it's all stories. I like stories. Maybe maybe it's because I'm painting. I don't know. And it's it's like listening to these little stories. Yeah. I I I do. I've got a fondness for songs where there's a story sort of running through it. You get a yeah. lot of that with folk music. Yeah. I suppose that goes back to the bands like the Pogues as well. Again, another band that aren't on this list, but a band I love. And and that's the same, their stories, same as um, Nick Cave, Tom Waits. I, I like those sort of storytelling sort of songs, definitely, yeah. Nick, Nick Cave and Tom Waits are two artists that I'm aware of and I've heard tracks that I like, yeah. but I don't know where to start to to go in on you know like so like if i'm gonna yeah. if i'm gonna start with either of those guys and they're they're held in so so much reverence that i'm almost a little bit intimidated as to yeah, get, it, yeah, yeah. get it wrong um but I, just just the way they get used in really cool tv as well or yeah. or, or cinema like even without knowing the whole story of the back catalogue it's almost like you can see the cool shows or films are almost like tipping their cap to yeah yeah their their uh... speaking of Nick Cave the one I'd go for if if you were going to delve into any is Murder Ballads for me anyway I love that okay there's some great tracks on there yeah yeah alright so but but which which track by the Handsome Family have you picked I Fell it's called yeah I Fell and again it it was a case of just sticking in a pink again there's so many great songs I mean they had um, they did the um, title music for what was it? True Detective, the first series of True Detective. One of their tracks was used for that. So, but yeah, I fell. I don't know. It's, it's a weird one. Again, I, maybe maybe it is down to me. I'm just realising this myself, by the way. Maybe it is down to me being an artist. But I like these sort of songs that literally you see things. You know, it summons up visions for want of a better word. You know what I mean? And, and inspires you. So yeah. But, and and this is one. Don't ask me what it's about, really. But I, I, I just like the sort of strangeness of it all, you know. And I love skulls. There's a skull mentioned in this. And I do... I live in the country, and so I do find lots of skulls, and I do collect them. So, um, yeah, maybe it's the skull reference as well in this one, yeah. That This won't be in the episode, but there's a there's a band called the Joy Formidable. Yeah, I've um, heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of three piece from Wales, fronted by this petite blonde lady who swears like a trooper. Yeah, she's great. Um, but yeah, very soundscapey and a little bit post rocky in places. Like there's 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 songs, but then they'll go into these big 
violent breakdowns of feedback and effect loops and stuff. They've got a ridiculous yeah. song called the the Mau Mau song. Uh, and if I listen to that with headphones, yeah. I can I picture like samurais on a battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird yeah. the way like music just could, and there's exactly yeah. There's no reference to that in the lyrics or anything, yeah. but the the sound just makes me think of this cinematic kind of yeah. scene. You should keep that in. What you're on about? That's that's interesting. Keep it. All right, in. fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, moving on from the Hanson family, who are we listening to next? The OCs. This band I know very little about, but again, I, 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 I suppose it, I've got to an age where I don't want to know anything about a band. It's, I just want to listen to them. It's, it's as simple as that. But I, I saw the, I liked these before, and I got a couple of albums. I think it was Org was the first album I got, and I, I, I was enjoying that. And then I saw them live, and they just absolutely blew me away. I never realised that they got um, two drummers, and I, I love two drummers. There's, and I never realised listening to it that there was too involved. But yeah, so to see them live, it's just extraordinary. Actually, really blew me away. Yeah, really okay. good. All right. So this track is. So this one is the OCs, and it's the Daily Heaven. <laughs> So that's the OCs. Who are we listening to now? This is the Cramps, and it's Goo Goo Muck. Yeah, and again, the Cramps. These are the sort of thing that I loved as a punk, and it was one of these crossover bands that was like Psychobilly. And, you know, so you get punks, Psychobilly, you know what I mean? That was a good... That's what I did love about the time, actually, these bands that crossed genres, for want of a better word, and so you get a different mix of people in, in gigs and stuff. And I mean, these are always brilliant to see live, you know. Usually stripped down to his little gold army underpants with a mic in his mouth. But yeah, <laughs> just I just love these because it's it's pure, you know, rock and roll at its purest, basically. There's there's no keyboards, no sort of brass or anything. It's just very very simple, sort of basic songs, you know. But but such a great sound. And it's only now that I realise that he must have been well, he was influenced a lot by. Charlie Feathers and things like that. How he sang and that, but at the time you thought it was unique. But you know, you realise now that he took on all these different influences and 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 became this. And then he introduces other people to it. All this this stuff he's been listening to. It's great, yeah. But I, yeah, just such a, yeah. Carry on. Sorry. Before I ever heard any material by the Cramps, I was always sort of fascinated by the album covers when I would see them in a record yeah. shop. Um, yeah, because you'd be flicking through the the layers, going, oh, you know, and then I, I'd get the same thing with Iron Maiden covers as well, because they were so yeah. cartoonish and graphic, and uh, the the font that you 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 see the cramps written in is all it always yeah. just reminds me of like Halloween type exactly yeah, of yeah. imagery. Um, yeah, it's. And I, I, I don't think there's a lot of that happening th- these days where people get enticed by artwork before the actual music. No, exactly. 
it's, it's all online exactly that's it you'd, you'd, like you're saying you'd, you'd literally certainly when there were albums so it's a, quite a big image and you, you'd go in a record shop and that would draw you in and sometimes like you said it'd be an album cover that you'd, you'd buy just on, in the hope that you'd like the actual music yeah definitely yeah. So, moving on from the cramps, who's up next? This is Stan Ridgeway, and this is another one that I absolutely adore him. He's, he's got God knows how many albums out, and everyone I love, you know, again, he's somebody I could listen to all day. Well, I do quite a lot. I literally just listen to all day to his tracks, but um, I don't know if you know much about him, but he started off in a band called Wall of Voodoo. And um, they had one big hit, um, which was Mexican Radio. And I don't know when I first saw him. It might have been the Tube, you know, the TV programme. I, I yeah. think I might have seen him on that first. But the first sort of album I got was one... It was it was a mini album, but there was um, a version of Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash on it. Mm-hmm. And I just loved that track. It was all kind of strange electronic noises and stuff. And that kind of, as much as I knew about Johnny Cash, I'd heard of him. I didn't sort of listen to him as such, but that kind of took me off into Johnny Cash land as well, which I'm very grateful for. But yeah, so Stan Ridgeway, he's, he's again, he's, he's another storyteller. All, all his, well, a majority of his songs are little sort of stories, like usually about low lives and stuff, you know, crooks and again, murders and, and just really bizarre things, actually. Again, you can't pin him down, you know. He does a song about Orson Welles and, you know, just it, they go every every which way, which, again, I love. You can't ever second guess what he's going to write about next. But so I, I just love his stuff, yeah, yeah. Again, it's very sort of... It's very good for coming with images. And in fact, one of his songs, I think it's... Um, the show... I forget, but anyway, it's about a burlesque bar. And in the end, I saw this kind of 60s burlesque bar and I did a painting of this woman. And I'm, I want to do some more, actually, because there's it, it, just something about the imagery in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that, that's another reason I, I, I just, I'm forever listening to Stan. Yeah. He's a okay. Good yeah. All right. So this track is? This one is down the East Coast Highway. Yeah. There's got to be a crime. He took a drive down the coast. Highway. All right, so we're kind of back onto the the the, the punk uh, yeah. kind of genre at this point. Tell us who your next tracks play. Well, this one is oh, the Dickies. Yes, the Dickies. I mean, that, that's the thing. You ask for ten records, and how can you possibly, you know, choose ten records? It's, it's it is impossible. But I thought I had to include this. I, I think they get so overlooked because they're, for want of, of a better word, a dumb band. Do you know what I mean? That the songs are stupid, basically the comedy songs for the most part. But this makes such a good noise, and again, live, they're brilliant. I mean. I can't think of another sort of band that have done a song about a talking penis and they've got a, <laughs> a, a, a penis puppet actually doing the song. But, you know, but 
that's the Dickies, you know. I, I just think they're great and, yeah, love them. Absolutely love them, yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's like sometimes if you're eating healthy all the while, once in a while you need the kebab. It's yeah. good to go have a kebab, have a blowout. And for me, the Dickies are the kebab of the music world. So, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful like. analogy. Yeah, I'm not sure if they'd appreciate being called a kebab, but you know, yeah. yeah. I suppose the... if they're kebabs, I suppose like cold plays like hummus or something like that. But do you know what I mean? But it's, it's that <laughs> sort of thing, you know. You probably yeah. just put a lot of people off hummus, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't eat it. I don't eat it at all. So yeah, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, so this track is. This one is um, Giganto, and the reason I love this one is I've never seen it, but I think it's a, a, a TV series from America. So th- this is like a cover of this um, TV series, and obviously they did the Banana Splits as well. That's when I first heard of them, the cover of the Banana Splits. That's that's weird because I thought it sounded almost like a TV theme, like yeah. you know, like singing the name of the of the yeah, hero. Giganto. As it were. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so, like, there I, we are. so I wasn't off the mark there. That's amazing. No, no, not at all. You're spot on, man. Spot on. But yeah, so again, Banana Splits, I used to love that as a kid. So maybe that drew me into him as well. But anyway, there we are, Giganto. So this one, on one hand... To, to to the uninitiated might feel like a bit of a left turn because it's, yeah, it's a, be, yeah, yeah. because it's a change in genre yeah but the reality is that sort of that a lot of people that were into punk were just as into reggae at the time yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell us who this is by this is Toots and the Mayor Tunnels yeah it's, um, the first, it's the first time they've come up and I'm really surprised yeah. I'm surprised that it's the first one yeah, to be honest, this again, this is this particular track. As much as I love it, it's more like just um, sticking a pin in again. Cause it, it's kind of this is just my love of, of reggae and and two tone and scar and everything. So again, growing up, that's when two tone came through, like specials, the beat, and all, all these brilliant madness, all these brilliant bands that I used to love when I was at school. And again, they opened the door to all the sort of Scar originals like the Pioneers and, and you know, Prince Buster and things like that and, and open your eyes to that. And I just, I just love this music. I, I think, if anything, it's, it's from when I was really young and it, obviously it used to get played on the radio and so when I hear it, it, it just takes me back to a, a place I can, I can barely remember, but it's, it's just like burnt into my brain, for want of a better word. So I just love Scar and, and reggae, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it explained, isn't it? I'd love yeah, to I, walk a bit more. No, no, no. I think it's it's it's. I would love to know how it works. My wife could probably tell me because she she teaches yeah. psychology and like how the brain oh, right, yeah. brain works and, and whatnot. But what it is about a certain sound, song, or taste that can just snap you back to yeah. a point in time. Yeah, and it's it's. It's uncanny, uh, like how vividly things can can yeah. be recreated all of a sudden just because of one sense getting triggered. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, I, I mean, it must have been like sort of late sixties, so I was tiny, you know, maybe four. 
or whatever, or maybe early 70s. But anyway, it takes me back to a time. I can't remember if you see what I mean, but it's, it's just there. And, yeah. and you just get a, a sense of, of being really young and hearing this music. And and I think that's why it sticks in my brain, because it was unlike anything else that you'd hear. You know what I mean? So maybe that's it, yeah. But I, I just love Scott. The times that I've had a good time dancing to all this sort of music is, you know, I just love it. Yeah. Okay, so this track is? It's 5446 was my number. Okay, so moving on from Toots to the Meatals, who are we listening to now? We are listening to. Sorry, I should have prompted you. No, it's all right. The yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I think this is this is at least the second time the yeah, yeah, yes have come out. It might be the third. Yeah, um, it's a band that I, I like. Never gone in on any depth with like listening yeah. to an, like an album back to back but the more they get brought up the more I think I need to spend more time with that band yeah um, I think Karen O's voice is just absolutely astounding exactly that's it uh, she's got a, like almost like a post-punk kind of voice which I yeah. love but yeah um, again I, I, I just love this sort of electronic sort of and, and bass and I, I love this band I, I wish I wish I could dis- that's why I'm an artist I'll be honest with you that's why I'm an artist I'm not very good at describing things with words you know what I mean that's why I paint something but this band um, I can't explain why I like them or what the sound is but I like it it's as simple as that and, no but they do yeah. they do straddle a few different genres when you think about it because there are some yeah. tracks that are undeniably punk influenced and there are some tracks that are a little bit more electronic but they still have the song structure of a punk song yeah um, and then you get really soundscapey tracks I mean the track that I've brought up before is Maps um, yeah yeah I was I was going through something at the time when the first time I saw the music video and I just associate that song with that yeah. time and that state of mind and that feeling and it, yeah. like you said before it snaps me back to that moment and yeah. kind of makes me think kind of makes me feel grateful about where I'm at now because you know, I'm in a, sort of a better place and a, and a happier situation yeah. these days um, but they do have a really varied sound, but they're beloved by so many people. Yeah, yeah. And again, I saw them live, and they they had massive eyeballs that they're throwing into the crowd, which is which is again, that's good. You get I like, I like a talking penis at a gig or a massive eyeball surfing <laughs> the crowd. You know what I mean? Maybe that's it. Again, it's visual. I like big toys. In, 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 at a gig environment, yeah. But yeah, and the other thing with Karen O as well, she's she's done a lot of collaboration. Milano, which she does with um, Parquet Courts, right? That that I love actually, yeah. So, so this so this track is this one is Dudley, and again, it was just sticking a pin in, and I thought I'd, I'd pick something a bit different, and because my wife's from the Midlands, so I thought Dudley was good. She's a black country girl, so yeah. 
thought Douglas. All oh, right, you, you've 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 married into the yam yams. Is that it? Oh yeah, just a bit. Yeah, yeah. We brought up three yam yams. So yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so following on from the yeah yeah yes, who's on next? This is Amal and the Sniffers. What a fantastic yeah. band name. Exactly, yeah. They're, they're Australian. And again, I know very little about them, but I just know they make a nice, raucous noise, and, and that's really important. And you, you can tell when a band, that's who they are. They, you know what I mean? It's, it's all there to see. Do you know what I mean? There's no sort of pretension or anything. It's just there, and they're exactly that sort of band, all of them. Yeah, yeah. We, we saw them live. Well, it could have been the last gig I saw, actually. Okay. Probably this time last year, early December last year. Yeah, but they're, they're really good live. She's, she's a really good front person, and they've just got loads of energy, which is which is nice to see, yeah, yeah. Where's, where's your sort of venue of choice for seeing live music? Um, it all depends. I, I suppose Bur- and Birmingham venues is, is the closest. Yeah, but okay. um, that's where all the, all the better bands go, but... Yeah, we, we used to live from the northeast, and so there were some great gigs in um, Newcastle, you know, because some tours only go certain places in Newcastle. It seemed like everybody was coming through there, so yeah, yeah, that was a great place for gigs. Yeah, but the minute yeah, Birmingham essentially. Yeah, the music scene in Worcester is quite vibrant, though, from from what I can remember. I used to, I, I used to I used to be a gigging musician before I did stand up. Yeah, and. Oh, yeah. and you, you might not get a lot of big names, but you get a lot of interesting acts playing their music yeah. festival, um, yeah. and they kind of they kind of took me into their look their little scene where the, the first couple of times I played there. So I, I always got invited back, which was quite nice. There's a place I think it was called Cafe Bliss, and it had like an arts yeah. workshop with a little basement gig room, and just f- full of hippies and friendly yeah. people and really really odd little music characters that would all kind of come together for these little gigs yeah. um, but same for me like Birmingham Birmingham's the, the, it's um, what's it called uh, don't like the the current uh, apo- um, the O2 I don't yeah. like the current O2 Academy because there's too many pillars in the way yeah and y- y- it always takes forever to get a drink yeah we, to be honest, we try not to see bigger bands, for want of a better yeah. word. You know, Hair and Hounds is usually good for up-and-coming bands. That's oh, what man, I love, I love the yeah. Hair and Hounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. played there I played there a couple of times opening for a hip-hop group called Oki Darkling. Yeah. And I played there opening for a guy called Son of Dave, who was, who yeah. was a loop pedal guy that would do beatboxing and harmonica and create these oh. kind of bluesy kind of tracks. Um yeah, Hairhounds is wicked. Yeah. That's good. So so where did you see uh, Amila and the Sniffers? What venue was that? That was at the Hairhounds, yeah. yeah. I've seen quite oh, a few there, but yeah. It's, I like that. It's a nice little intimate sort of gig. It's, it's good. You, you get, there's a lot of atmosphere there, yeah. Because it's quite a long room. Yeah. And you can have a relatively small crowd in relation to other venues, but yeah, it yeah. feels full. 
and that's yeah. why the atmosphere is usually good because you, you kind of feel like you're bouncing off the walls in there. Yeah, there's, there's a few rooms, isn't there? But I, I think, yeah, we've, we've seen, I'm trying to think of the most, yeah, Cabbage was another one we saw there not so long ago. Okay. But yeah, that, that was that was another decent gig, yeah. All right, but the, so which track have you picked by Emil and the Sniffers? This is um, Some Mots Can't Be Muzzled. So following on from a mill and the sniffers, we find ourselves at your final track. But before we get stuck into that, um, for the benefit of anyone who are hearing about you for the first time, where's the best place to to find out about you and what you do? Well, you can, obviously, you're welcome to search for my name in any sort of Google search engine. But um, another good place is uh, my publishers, Wishbone Publishing. Okay. And there, go on the website, go on their affiliates page, and you can find your nearest gallery there. That's probably the easiest thing to do, yeah. Superb. All right. So who's your last track by? The last track is by The Young Knives. Again, a, a, a band that I'd heard of but hadn't really heard much of the material. Do you, who, who's the who's the vocalist in this band? Um, Again, I'm going to bore you now. I really don't know much about Um, I think it's two brothers, essentially. Um. Henry, possibly, and there's another one called the House of Lords. Don't ask me why. Okay, House of Lords. Yeah, but but yeah, I, I think they share vocals a lot of the time. Actually, yeah. All right. Okay. Because I mean, because the um the the vocal in this track it reminded me of the the lead singer of Suede a little bit. So I just I wondered if there was some sort of crossover, but. No, 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 definitely not. But no, I've, I've never noticed that. I'll have to listen back to it again and um, see if I can spot that. But yeah, but they, yeah, they, again, I, I like these because you can't really categorise them, and, which, which is good. And I remember getting the first album on the strength of a, a song, I can't recall it now, which doesn't help you, I know, but um, it was my eldest daughter at the time, I think, mentioned it to me. But it was, it was, there was a line in it, and it's about punching. Um, a girlfriend's dad in the face basically and out this fight but anyway so that drew me in but that's not what they're like at all and and I really enjoyed that first album then got the second album and I thought oh it's, it's a bit different this it's, I'm not as keen but then that one grew on me and I thought oh it's better than the first one and that's what they do every album you get it and you think well hang on it's, it's not quite like that one I'm not keen and then you listen to it a few more times and think oh hang on it's way better and I think I like tracks like that that don't get your initial like they sort of get the hooks in you and, and they creep into you and, and, and they grow on you and I, I think I prefer songs like that I think they last a lot longer you enjoy them a lot more rather than some of this instant you know having said that I listen to stuff instantly I like it and I still like it now so basically I don't know what I'm talking about yeah no I think Depending on what the music is, the relationship between you and that music will vary. And sometimes yeah. it could be a band that you love, and it but the, that new release doesn't grab you instantaneously. But because you feel this loyalty to this band, yeah. you persevere. And I think maybe sometimes it's when you listen to stuff closer in headphones and you can hear more of the layers that it starts to sort of grow on you yeah. and you, you 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 appreciate it maybe in a different way that you appreciate the previous material 
but I've, I, I like it when an album grows on you like that. I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah, I'm gonna say, um, and the track I've chosen is off the latest album, and again, um, as much as I know about them. I, th- I think they've sort of funded and done everything this to sell so that there's no sort of record companies involved and you can tell it's sort of you know them just doing what they love and, and I, I, it, like I said I like that in anybody that it's, it's coming from a place that they, they're happy with rather than oh we'll, we'll do this because maybe we should everybody like that last album we'll do it like that you know and it's great to see somebody just doing what they want you know what I mean regardless of whether people like it obviously they want people to like it but it's, it's not the the goal it's to please themselves and I think that's what you need to do sometimes yeah absolutely oh, well look yeah. Craig thank you so much for coming on man like uh, uh, I've I've uh, I've admired your work for a long time. I know you hate it when people say that kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a, it's a real honour to talk to you about that okay. and, and about music. So thanks for coming on, man. No, I, I truly appreciate being asked in the first place, but, you know, so thank you. So that's this week's episode. As always, we've kept the music discussed played below the conversation because we believe that all musicians should be paid something for what they do. So if you do want to listen to the mixtape in full, there's a link in the show notes that will take you to either Apple Music or Spotify. And if you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review or hit the share button and send it to someone you think would enjoy it. But in the meantime, I will see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike.